I ordered Ronnie's breakfast special and while it was cooking, used the outside payphone to call Liz at the Jackson Holiday Inn. She answered quickly. Good morning again, Mr. Reno. Is this becoming a habit, I hope? Listen, Liz, if it was your idea to relocate to Jackson, it was a good one. Congratulations. But I need to talk with Mary Ellen today, and I'd appreciate it if you'd be available also. Okay. Uh, what time do you want to come over? I can't come over to your house, Liz. Uh, first, my car was damaged yesterday. I'm not sure when I'm going to get it back. Second, I'm under instructions from all Humboldt and Gibson County law enforcement to stay off the streets today. Could you girls possibly make a trip over here sometime today? Sure, I guess so. Let me check with Mary Ellen. If she's up to it, we'll come over. Should I call you at the number I've been using? Yeah, call me back and let me know if she's willing and what would be a good time for. Talk to you soon. Back at the lunch counter, Nikki brought me a great-looking breakfast of ham, eggs, and a biscuit. Hey, Nikki, can I make you a proposal today? I asked as she leaned across the counter. Absolutely not. I'm just not up for it today, Reno. Find yourself another woman. Ah, Nikki, you know that's not what I meant. I need to camp out here today, and I want to rent that corner booth all day long. I know it's Friday. I promise I'll be finished and out of here before the crowd moves in this evening. How much? I was reaching for my wallet. You're kidding, right? What's wrong with your room? Well, several things, Nikki. For one, I've got some business that just doesn't fit in a motel room environment. For another, I need to use a phone. And finally, I need to watch the TV. I think a lot of interesting news will be broadcast today. Carson, you know you're welcome in that booth anytime. Make yourself a reserve sign and be prepared to fight those idiots who get here that can't read. It's going to be tough. I don't know if I can put up with you all day. Will I have to serve that harem you've got following you around? Yeah, maybe a couple of them, but there is a bright side. I'll be here to answer the phone when the messages come in, right? Well, I guess there's a silver lining in every dark cloud. That's the good news. At that point, she turned and walked away. Oh, Nikki, one other thing. I knew it. Okay, shoot. Oh, wait, wait. Wow. Oh, whoa, oh, oh, whoa, oh. whoa. I didn't mean shoot. <laughs> what was the other thing? Here's a $20 bill. I've uh, taken the liberty of making an out-of-order sign for the jukebox over there. Can't handle that noise and conduct business at the same time. Again, Nikki, I promise I'll be out of your hair before the crowd gets here this afternoon. Can we do that? You're crazy. Do you know that? You mean to tell me I got to spend all day with no music? And let me guess, you're going to want me to turn the volume up on the TV too, right? I'll talk to Ronnie and see how much he wants to sell this place. You can just buy it today and do whatever you want. Nikki was being difficult. Come on, Nikki. You know chiefs wouldn't be chiefs without you. How about it? We got a deal? All right, handsome, I guess uh, we've got a deal until the first fight starts over the phone, the booth, the TV, or the jukebox. How's that? When that happens, our deal's off. You get out of here, understand? I understood, Nikki. Hey, you're a sweetheart. Hey, if you ever decide to leave Ronnie, I hope you'll give me a chance. Carson, you're an idiot. Stop with the flattery, or at least until I get the jukebox unplugged. Then you can restart where you left off. Now I had a base of operation for the day, and next I needed to find out about transportation. I called Delosciato and spoke with Charles, who said that the windshield and back window could be replaced today. If I needed the back door window and the other bullet damage fixed, it was going to be sometime next week. We agreed to fix the major damage and put something in the back door window to keep the weather out. The bullet damage we'd have to take care of later. I needed transportation. Charles said it'd be ready sometime this afternoon and he'd call me a chief's when it was ready. A call to information got me the phone number for Gerald Wayne. For reasons I'll never understand, these payphones never have directories with them. Just that little black chain hanging there where the phone book used to be attached. 
They give phone books away, so why would anybody steal one? Phone book bandits need to be punished. I promised myself to look into that when I had time. Carrie May answered, and after our hellos, I asked if Gerald was available. He wasn't, but she promised to give him my number and have him call me as soon as he came in. I could hear Dorothy in the background screaming, Who is it? Is it for me? It was just after 9 a.m., and I wondered if this was a new drunk or still the one left over from last night. I gave my love to Carrie May, and I promised not to let us lose touch again. Dorothy was still yelling in the background when she hung up. I may still kill that woman yet. I haven't ruled it out.